0: We're back. It's been about six months since we did a podcast. It feels
1: it? like that. Uh, we are. Oh, I think he's gone.
0: We're watching the Ashes, the first 14 oh, not out. boring arse overs. Oh, he's out. Oh, he's giving oh, him out. Oh, so, see you later. Oh, and look at the English in the sun for the first time in 12 months. I think that
1: was a shot of 12,000 vampires gonna right there. Everyone's going to be sunburnt
0: after today. And you still live in England, so suck shit. Doesn't oh. really matter if you win. Mm. I think
1: that's the first sunny day they've had in in two years. Episode, episode twenty eight. So ignore that twenty seven call. Boy Nuggets just reminded us. And uh,
0: how are you, Nuggy?
2: Yeah, going well. Thanks, boys. It's been a long time. It does. It's probably probably good six months since I've been on. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, welcome back, mate. And uh, we've also got another special guest here with us on the lounge today, Streetie, Who's who you got on yeah, your side? Yeah, we've got of the our
1: resident NBA export and uh, fellow NBA sports and spit sporting tour attendee Mitch Ford. Thanks for having me gents good to be back.
0: And uh, so Streedy just referred to the very first Sports and Spit annual overseas tour. You boys are heading off to the United States in November in the
1: new NBA season to catch a couple of games I believe. That's right so three months and counting from now so three months to the day Mitch will be there. I'll be there in three months and two days. Mm. So uh, we don't know well, there's been a lot what of movements be doing. in the NBA yeah. off-season,
0: boys. Why don't we start our discussion there then and talk about your who you're going to see in different cities when you travel around on the uh, NBA Sports and Spit Tour.
1: All right, So, um, right. Oh, you're welcome. Great segue, great
0: segue. That's why I'm the talent.
1: Now, uh, for those listening tonight or whenever you do happen to listen to this, we have a, a mobile recorder type device and two microphones and mm. four people. Yep. So and no professionalism. So uh,
0: it's <laughs> going to be a little bit rough if you miss hearing so- what someone said. Then uh, yeah, you're probably not going to be alone.
1: And there's a bloke coming in a back called Travis Head. We're three for thirty-five. It, uh, just before we get, is it fair uh, to say? So we talk about
0: the ashes. So let's talk about the yeah, ashes yeah, yeah. because honestly, we could cover it in a couple of minutes for all the care I have for it.
1: So my question for you, Mac, is: No, is I the
0: series d- over. Uh well, yes, I think so because. Uh, in one of our earlier episodes, I t- spoke of my disdain for the Australian cricket team, and I don't feel like they've done anything to address the issues that they have, which is, one, they're shit, and two, um, they I just don't think they like each other. Yeah. And the Australian public doesn't
1: like them either. Yeah, well, three for 35 with a bloke called Travis Head mm. um, coming to the crease. It's not looking good for the Aussies. And if, like, do you like, do you boys even, do anyone,
0: does anyone care about the Ashes? No,
2: no, no. Died a long time ago, and um, I mean, this is probably the first Ashes I've watched in a long, long time. So, you mentioned here about numbers on uh, jerseys in the Ashes, and I was thought you were joking, but then they turned on the TV, and there it is. But then I thought. Why would they do that? But it's because no one knows who the players are. So you may as well go off a number and go, well, way to go, number 19.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely not cool with the numbers on the jerseys. And I must say that... Is it a millennial thing? Like, is it
0: so the millennials can identify who the players are?
1: Maybe for the tab,
2: uh, you know... First run scorer.
1: Yeah. Indian bookmakers. Yes, well, cricket is is prone to match fixing and corruption, more so than a lot of other sports. Mm. Uh, I've got to say that, you know, England probably has done this a bit better with their choice of uh, font for numbers. Um, It's a skinnier number, so it's less obvious on the back of the jerseys, where Australia have large block um, numbers on an italic slope, which looks terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know. Listen, like the old Wallabies <laughs> numbers from like the 80s. Yeah. That, that they've left Reciple over. Them. They've just recycled. Yeah.
1: Well, put the well,
2: put the iron on.
1: In my well, world wasn't. of design, the um, you know, I, I deal with this stuff and it's it um, just looks horrible. ASICs,
3: the amount of money that the Australian cricket teams had to pay for PR over the last year. Or yeah. So, they probably had to save a few coins. That's right. A few coins here and there.
0: So. Do you know how to thin those numbers out? A bit of sandpaper, I reckon. You could just take a little bit, a couple of inches off either side. I think... Like, ASICs probably have been guilty here of just recycling the same old stuff. So, you may be right, boys, because ASICs used to make the Wallabies jerseys, I believe, or maybe they still do. And I actually
1: think maybe they've taken the numbers off uh, the Kookaburras uh, hockey jerseys. Oh, yeah. They, it's a
0: bit rough. Not. Like, obviously, one of the English players there in the fields decided to wear a knitted vest, and his number's now covered. How do you know who he is?
1: He's yeah. Known as Vest.
0: Vest. Knitted vest.
1: I am surprised that they've actually chosen to go on to to not not to go on to actually go with uh, numbers on the back of a jersey in an Ashes series in England. Um, they're quite the staunch traditionalists, the English. Um, I would expect to see a move like this, you know, maybe happen in Australia, where we're a bit more you know lax about that sort of oh, stuff. But for it happened happen in England,
0: the whole country's gone to shit since Boris Johnson took over as PM. Anyway, so. It's all a bit wild over there now. I think it's all a bit Trump-esque. I think they have just yeah, well, really embracing their, their, you know, their Bogan side. Or
1: and, you know, the whole Brexit yeah, the situation, they've got a bit of confidence and a bit of swag and think, we, we can do whatever I want. Let's put numbers on the back of yeah. shirts for Test Cricket.
0: We'll wait till the end of October. Mate. You know there they may they be say so fucking so much swag them when mm. they're exiting with no bloody deal, let it's, me tell you. It's that's just not, my, it's that's just a not cricket. you are going to tune into Economics, Economics, Economics 101 with Macca. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Thursday nights. No, hold yeah. on. Tonight's Thursday. Shit. Tuesday. Tuesday nights. Two for Tuesday. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Tucked up
1: so Tuesday. All we've right. We've
0: been talking now about the Ashes for a couple of minutes, and not one of us has mentioned anything to do with the sport itself. Is that because we don't know, or are we just going to all conclude we don't care? Uh,
2: a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Um, no, a little bit, but at the same time, I just really don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with Nuggie. I. I give two shits to be honest
3: with you. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I'm watching is because my hatred for England.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think you enough. know England have a, a Kiwi or two, about eight South Africans, a couple of Irish blokes. So they're not really a true English team anyway. Um, and and then
0: uh, and uh, the batsman that was just dismissed earlier was Kawaja. That's Usman Kawaja from obviously from, um, Narendra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aussie born and bred there, Usman. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so certainly other countries shouldn't use players with background of non-heritage.
1: And and we actually have to watch an English keeper that looks like he's come out of pub cricket. He's got a rough red beard. He's uh, he's sledging a lot. Jesus, that was pretty wide. Um, yeah, wow. Mm. Go cricket.
0: Yeah. All right, a, well, that's enough about good, the Ashes, to, boys. To, to uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the Netball World Cup? Oh, no, no one gives a shit about that either. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay, uh, swimming. Now, listen. Mitchell, you won't get another microphone, okay? Well,
1: we might as well just knock all the small stuff out of the road before okay. we get on to the what big What about topics. we
0: talk about the swimming controversy? Oh, Non-sport. Oh, sorry, swimming. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, swimming is a sport. It's a very legitimate sport. And if you're ever once good at it, you should be more well-recognised, I believe. But what I would sh- would say is this. How about we start with Mac Horton standing behind the podium while his counterpart Sun Yang received his gold medal. Now, Mac was doing this, obviously, from a, like, a protest perspective because of Sun Yang's checkered history with drugs. And and he was well supported on the pool deck, I believe, by a lot of people from a lot of countries after he took, his, took the stand and wouldn't actually stand with Sun Yang through the medal process or pose for photos afterwards. What do you think, Streedy? Yeah, is listen. Mac Horton right or wrong?
1: I think Mac Horton is well entitled to have his his opinions and his right to protest, whether or not he does it on that on that stage. Um, you know, is it a good look for Australian swimming? N- uh, no, especially. Well, is it only
0: not a good look because Shane Jack then? A week later, it was announced that she had tested positive before the meet.
1: It it definitely probably made, um, maybe not so much Mac Horton, but Australian swimming gave us a little bit less credibility. Yeah. Um, And I I think that, uh, you know, (laughs) she got a four-year ban, which is uh, usually these guys get two, Mm -hmm. uh, the swimmers, for for drugs. So, I guess... Or if you're Sun
0: Yang, three months.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, you know... Smash
0: smash the vials
2: before they can actually get tested as well, so...
0: So what? So, what do you think, Nugget? Mac Horton?
2: Yeah, I I liked it, uh, in that you had old mate having a go at him, uh, Sun, Sun Yang uh, having a bit of a go at him as well. He kept a straight face. He could have turned around and just said, "You're a you're a bloody judge cheat, mate," and, yeah. but he just nah, kept quiet, silent protest, I guess, and uh, walked off. Bravo to him. But yeah, the the whole then couple of days later, an Australian coming out sort of kicked mud straight back in his face. So
0: it did make him look pretty bad and, and I, I agree with the sentiment people have expressed that it that uh, that swimming Australia kinda left him hanging out to dry by not not kind of letting that be well known before the meet, you know, but but at the end of the day, Mac Horton's come out after the meet and said, Well I would have done it anyway, even if I'd known if Shana Jack had tested positive. I'm not protesting against Anything other than the fact that I think that the person that I'm competing against is a drug cheat, and I think that's well known. Mitch, what do you got? You think?
3: Yeah, look, I think it's fair enough. I mean, I was, I didn't have a problem with him standing back and, and taking a stand for it. Yeah, obviously, what happened the week after made him look a bit silly. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it probably took a fair bit of heat off him to be honest. Yeah, it's all absolutely. On now, you know? Yeah,
0: so, that's actually yeah. a good point. You know, like it really did take the focus off his protest, um, and probably then just put it all into a bit of perspective, right?
1: And I know this, uh, Mac. Obviously, his was an intersport sort of protest. But, um, Mac, what's your thoughts on just this whole um, using sport as a platform for activism, whether it's protesting uh, uh, rights, yeah, um, you know, uh, addressing issues socially, uh, morally, um, you know, should should a, should a medal presentation be the right um, time to protest? Um, or you know, make a stand or speak out against certain things. I mean, athletes seem to have this, um, you know, mindset that you know this is my stage, my platform. Mm. Um, should they just perform the event that they're there to do, and then use time afterwards to make light of these issues? Um, it's
0: a, do you know, what that's a really good question, Streety, and a and a a difficult one to kind of say because you think about it and you think, well, like if I stay here. I know there'll be people listening that, like, if I say here, athletes should have an opinion and they can be more than an athlete, that's kind of the movement, right? Like, I'm more than an athlete. I've got a brain and I've got a, an opinion on things. And then you bring it straight back to Israel Folau and you say, well, did Israel Folau use his position responsibly, right? Well, maybe Israel Folau, like, if I say that every athlete should have an opportunity to say whatever they want to say and use that platform of sport to talk about whatever they believe it to be true, then I'm being a bit hypocritical because obviously, I like you know, because I disagree with what Israel Falao said, I don't feel like he should have used his his profile to do that, right? Um, but and and to promote hate. So you know, it's I, I feel like it's a very thin line between whether or not. So the Mac Horton situation, I believe that Mac that he absolutely should have used the platform that he used because he was protesting about an injustice that he believed was happening in the sport, right? Um, I believe that athletes should absolutely have the right to comment in press conferences and express an opinion on a a topic if they're asked. Um, And I think they can use their social media and all of those things to express those opinions as long as they're not against so any social media policy that your company that employs you has, right? There's no difference between you and I in that situation. If my work, if your work, Nugget has a social media policy and you break it, then you get fired, yep. right? Um, so if you be an asshole, then you then you will get in trouble for that. But mm-hmm. I like the fact that an athlete these days would be more in more feel like they'd like to have an opinion. Uh, Jordan, Michael Jordan, who we all grew up admiring, was a bit of a robot in that situation. You never really felt like you got to know who he was as a person because he didn't speak out very much about things.
1: Do you think now, just a a quick sidetrack, that uh, our Jordan's obviously revered um, amongst the basketball world and people sort of, you know, mid-30s and up. Yeah. Um, We didn't didn't have the exposure to social media growing up as what kids do now and, you know, we see all these NBA players' lives on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, But Jordan was, you know behind closed doors had a reputation as a bit of a douchebag at times. Yep. Um, you know, so I think maybe sometimes the less these guys say the better. Oh,
0: absolutely. I think for Jordan, it him not saying very much made him a hell of a lot of money because – People then formed their, like the marketing image that was projected of him was the was the image that people bought. Hmm. And then when it all started to unravel with his gambling addictions and his womanizing and the fact that then it turned out that he was just a bit of a competitive arsehole sometimes.
1: Punching out teammates and practices. Yeah,
0: like, um, you know, but I think you probably have to have a little bit of that edge to get there. Look, I don't have a problem with athletes having opinions as long as they express them responsibly. Um, but what I would say is, is that I feel like you shouldn't be using a medal – ceremony to protest some type of social injustice in a way but but i'd be argued around against that because of some of the you know some of the historical protests that have been used sports are sports are a reflection of society mate like you know so you know if there's a problem in society and you want to call out on the sporting field then fuck it do it i don't really have a great but
1: you have to if you're going to do that you have to be aware that like israel folau there there will be repercussions
2: and it's what you're up against as well. In that, I think it's perfect timing. In that, you you're up there. He kept silent. All these protests was just not stand on there, yeah. basically showing him no respect. And you're looking at a convicted drug cheat. Yeah, so, right. what a perfect platform to do it. If it w- if it wasn't that sort of young bloke and it was someone else, and he stood off, and then it'd be more so why are you off the, and it sort of get the message gets lost. But yeah. I think that's was the perfect forum to do it. And the fact that look who's number one, old uh,
0: Ben Johnson up there, uh, going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Old bug-eyed Ben before he ran his race, and he was like basically charging through the like the with anabolic steroids coming out of his needle arm. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, you know what? You, you, if you do use sport to express your opinion and all those type of things, you have to do it in a way, obviously that respects the wishes and the conditions of society, right? Like you can't be Israel Folau and you can't say, you know, these are the things I think and fuck you all without any consequences. So if you want to be more than an athlete, then you've got to be prepared to take the consequences that come with it, right? So if you want to be a, a lightning rod for social issues or a preacher, then if people don't like that and they don't want to buy your product then, then you'll go poor.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, um, you know, often, and people can take a stand and, you know, can backfire on them. We saw that with the New South Wales State of Origin team. Uh, you know, a couple of the Indigenous players brought up the anthem sort of debate. And uh, it yep. appears, although nothing's been said, but uh, you put two and two together that that sort of silent protest was shut down pretty quickly in house. And those two blokes that uh, made the protest spoke out it, you know, before Origin won. Didn't see the series out. Yeah, uh, they were.
0: Yeah, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick lost his job. Yeah, that's right. And you know, and and that's that's a good point. Like there probably is pretty strong examples of where sports being used as a as a vessel for social issues and carrying forward people's beliefs. Anyway, like in Colin Kaepernick's situation, it would seem that his outspoken tendencies have cost him a job in the NFL.
3: Yeah, by you all. Know? I mean, I don't, I don't particularly follow the NFL, but by all accounts he could absolutely still be playing today
0: absolutely. well, every the prevailing educated opinion over there is is that he certainly could be, mm. and that you know he was the one that bore the brunt of the feedback from that kneeling situation in their national anthem, mm. you know so yeah, it's an interesting one i like uh I you know I would prefer my athletes to have a personality, um but at the same time, I think they have to accept that there are consequences to that if people don't agree with the opinion that you put forward then you may not be around long enough to actually use the the platform that you decided to take advantage of. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think that's sort of a bit of the problem as well though, in that the people say we've we've lost all the characters in the sport because they're so worried of how they're perceived or how that might look or they'll lose sponsorship or whatever that might look like. But the sad truth of the matter is it's the world we live in today and money drives it and you're to act a certain way and yeah
1: money outrage culture money talks takes its grips
0: well i like there's a reason you know i, I don't think people athletes can ignore the fact that you know they get paid like a cricketer here at the ashes right like david warner would be on well above a million dollars a year with cricket australia right and so with a million dollars comes a year being paid by someone then there comes more responsibility and, like, it's as simple as that. Like, uh, Willie Mason used to go around at the height of his career and say, like, I wish the media would leave me alone. I just want to play footy. That's all I want to worry I want to worry about. And, and a lot of footy players would say that. Well, that's fine, Willie. Go and play country football, right? Like, go and play football where they pay you $200 a win match, match and, and $20 and a beer a loss, right? If that's all you want, if you genuinely just want to play the game, then go and play it. Where, give your paycheck back. That's what you're going to have to do. So, yeah, look, I think... Um, I, I don't have a problem with it, Streedy. What about you, mate? What do you think athletes should or shouldn't use the sport as a platform for an opinion?
1: I think they should pick and choose their moments mm. and uh, be smart about uh, their intent and probably be a bit more... or calcu- well, some of them uh, be a bit more calculated with their delivery. Mm. Uh, and I think... If they do that, then the message that they want to purvey will be um, better received in some some situations. Do
0: you think Nick Curios thinks about those things before he expresses his opinion? No, he doesn't I don't. get too deep on topics, though, does he, old Nick? Yeah. Like he doesn't.
1: I'm not sure what know. to think about Nick, apart from he's a dick. Um, do you think that? Because I don't mind the kid. Right? I, 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 I I just. Is he
2: actually? protesting though or is it just a mental like what's there's no real protest about what he's doing he's just been a wanker other than just going you know what i'm gonna earn 30 grand just for showing up to this so i'm gonna
0: underarm serve and then hit the nightclub do you know he's starting to nick's i wouldn't necessarily say starting to make sense to me he's definitely not starting to make sense to me because i don't understand him right but what i would say is this He's starting to form some consistent messaging in the stuff that he's saying, right? So that is is that most of the really good tennis players at the moment are probably stuck up arseholes, <laughs> who if you really knew them, you probably wouldn't like them, right? Like, um, so he's you know he's rallying against people like Novak Djokovic, who you know clearly you can see anyway, he's not the sort of bloke you'd want to invite for a beer. Like Novak does look like
1: a dickhead, yeah. Like, and I guess know, t- t- fit. tennis always has had a bit of an uppity reputation and I'm sure Nick Keris is probably one of the most popular blokes on tour to go out on the source with he would be. Yeah, especially for yeah, the younger would guys be. <laughs> he's the uh, John
0: Daly of the
2: tour
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Nick to start selling Nick's t-shirts out of the back of his car <laughs> in car parks of Wimbledon <laughs> that'd be pretty cool I, I think um, I just like Nick's also starting to form like he's starting to admit a little bit to mental health issues so, it may be that he's starting to become a little bit of an advocate for, you know, recognizing that maybe he might not be quite balanced, um, which I think, from. Yeah I think. <laughs> yeah. I think, given the erratic behavior that we've seen, we probably all noticed that. But, you know, if he, you know, if that's what he, if he gives shines a light on something like that, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah absolutely. And a similar thing in basketball terms, if, I don't know if you guys saw the whole Jeremy Lynn thing the other day.
0: Yeah, I noticed a bit of it.
3: Yeah, that was like. Um, kind of gets you in two minds like he's copped a bit of slack over that like you know he's breaking down saying you know this is really hard on him and no one wants to sign him and this and that but at the same time people are saying well you've made 70 odd million dollars in your career mate like you know how hard is it yeah things aren't that hard but i think what people don't understand and i think sometimes i mean i've done it i know i've done it like you look at people's salaries and how much they've earned but you don't think about their actual people you know like You know, it's more than just the dollars and cents, and yeah. seeing them on a basketball court. Like you know, there's there's a lot more to it, I guess. But yeah, I guess and there's two sides. No,
0: absolutely, and I think it's a circumstance where you want to continue to recognize that it, just because you receive a big fat paycheck doesn't necessarily mean that you won't feel anxious or you won't be you, that you can't that you're not susceptible to those type of things. Because the big paycheck doesn't mean that everything goes away.
1: Well, we you know, case in point, we were just reading about Ben Cousins about five minutes before we started recording, Very true. and his uh, latest run-ins with the law and his legal dramas. And obviously, he hasn't found a hairdresser for a while.
0: Like, <laughs> uh, you see his hair.
1: Well, man, mm. I mean, all things eighties like are coming Kate back. All things eighties are coming back. So you know, fashion, your colours, um, haircuts. The Warwick These crazy dudes rocking these weird mullets are sort of you know. Well they're coming back.
0: When Ben runs out for the bloody Warragamble correctional facility <laughs> footy team, obviously only playing home games, um, I'd say he may regret having that long because... Joe Root be some, having I, don't a good rub. The, I don't think the umpires would be able to control that um <laughs> that uh that game. Joe Root's just talking to uh his latest bowler, Moen Ali.
1: Now listen, I I gotta say, Root has got it all wrong here. If if they're going to put numbers on shirts, and he's, got 66. <laughs> he's someone in the in the in the in the bloody, um, the clothing department got the numbers mixed up. He really should be root number sixty nine. Do you reckon he's just taking the piss by going pretty close to it but not quite there? No, he All right, 68. sixty eight. He's a full redhead, head, yeah. root. But can, like I I could imagine roots um, England test jersey being a high seller amongst sporting stores. Should. Yeah, we've got root and head out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love cricket, eh? Yeah. So yeah.
0: right, So, what about the NBA boys?
1: All right, well, we're going to take a quick ad break. How does it happen? You're in your jammies, giving it to the barmy army, or whispering hows so you don't wake your flat. And it feels like the ball's cursed. You sure got a thirst. An early morning thirst needs a nice hot cuppa. And the best hot cuppa is tea. V-B-T. Welcome back to Sports and Spit. Episode 28 and now... Back on the air. Back on the air. We're going to dive deep into the NBA off-season. And uh, I guess we should kick off from where we left off is the Toronto Raptors, who are the defending NBA champs Going to go into next season with absolutely no chance at all. Yeah, we're pretty much fucked.
0: Now yeah, it was a good ride while we had it, because Kawhi Leonard totally fucked us and left.
1: What would you, um, if this was a relationship, a real life relationship? Yeah. Um, with a hot bird. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe the ride with Kawhi?
0: Oh, uh, worth it. Um, so yeah, like, uh, you know, I mean, no one's going to turn him down even if you kept him for a year, right? Like, even if you know your missus is slumming it with you, well, you're still going to root her, right? Like, I mean, so if she offers, so in the end, like, I'm pretty happy that Kawhi came to Toronto and he was a rental for a year. And he never really wanted to be there, but, but he put in enough effort to make me feel like that you know that he wanted me around. Yeah. So, I guess
1: what pe- I guess what people need to realise that he burned his bridges with his with the Spurs. Mm. And yeah, that relationship was screwed. And the Spurs revenge was like, well, you know what, we're going to trade you mm. out of the country. Yep. But then a backfire on the Spurs because that's right, the Raptors actually won the championship. Yep. And they're just like, uh oh. and now he's left, and you know, like he's come out to where he originally wanted to be in Los yeah. Angeles. That's where right. he wanted to be first.
3: And uh, making things worse for the Spurs, we're stuck with DeMar DeRozan. But um, yeah, like DeMar um, will help you, but he won't win your title. Well, that was my next point. Like, mm. it was totally worth it for the Raptors. I mean, they yeah. weren't winning anything nope. with DeRozan and nope. Lowry, and that's right. They've got a ring. Yep. You know.
0: Happy exactly. Days. Yep. Mate, I'm still sitting back on the pillow smoking a cigarette, mate, after enjoying the bloody <laughs> the night with with um, Kawhi. So, you know, like, I'm laughing, really. It's,
1: it's, it's almost like, um, you know, the hot bird comes back to summer, uh, co- co- comes back to the small country town that you've just moved into for the mm, summer. Yep. And then she's like, well, you only guy here. I guess you'll be my summer fling. Yep. And, um, you know turns a boy into a man and, oh and, then, and then leaves.
0: Ring-a-ding-ding, let's go. Like, Pretty much. We? Yeah. ring ring a ring
1: On the like, subject of Jeremy Lin, I mean, I know he's been doing his bitching and, and whinging that no one wants to sign him, but the wait, dude... second,
0: when were we on Jeremy Lin? I thought, anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, we were We were just talking about him. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He's, he's won himself a ring. sanity yeah. to an NBA championship. So yeah. he, his ride hasn't been all that bad, and... I'm sure the NBL would take him.
2: Ivy, Ivy, Ivy League winger, that's what it is. You look at him and wow is me, I've won a championship. He had his month in the sun with Linsanity. Now when Carmelo went back there, yeah, that sort of shone the, took the light straight off him. But realistically, you got other blokes, well, don't have a ring. Um, I thought he was being a bit harsh on himself in that I've got a championship ring here that I didn't deserve. He played some numbers in it. You played a minute, exactly. You're on the court, aren't you? So, um, you know bet I you I'm not sure that
1: he didn't deserve it. I, I, I think that you probably don't have a right to party as hard as some of the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> but would you? Like, would you? Would you hold back? No way. Lucky points <laughs> <boys> shit on <laughs> No
2: way. It would be. I wouldn't care if I didn't get on the court. I've trained with those blokes all year. Yeah, I guess. I've, I've driven them to success. It's actually me that's done this. Let's
0: get on the Corona cans. <laughs> that Mate, is a, I wouldn't care either. I'd be shit-faced. That is voice. a fair
1: point you make. I mean, as, as fans, we only go by who's on the five guys or seven guys in the rotation at that time in those big games. But but you are right. They they do, they do practice, and a lot of them are training fodder and have to guard, you know, the starting five and, and some of the key guys in that rotation. So... Yeah, I, I suppose whilst you're not you're not on the court a lot for the big moments, you definitely have contributed um to the uh to the overall success. I was just saying, no, i can I mean, guarantee though, not one of those blokes in the Raptors would have been drinking Corona tins like Deli.
0: No way. No, no one's drinking Corona tinnies. And it, what's you
1: know, what's, just what's the Canadian equivalent?
0: Oh, Molson, probably Molson Canadian I think, or like there's a, Yeah, Molson tins. What is it like a uh okanagi or something there's a there's a, got some good beers in canada they're pretty good like um molson canadian i think is kind of like well, that's probably not the that's not the corona equivalent that like a maple syrup flavored beer uh, no nah, i don't think so yeah. we might have to try one no. michi Coconut or something bacon? oh poutine. poutine that's pretty good poutine. yeah poutine. like cheese curd and gravy it's a little bit different than just chips and gravy Do <laughs> you know i was just thinking about talking about food i was just thinking about jeremy Lin, right Jeremy Lin's career is a little bit like um, Chinese takeaway, you know? Like you enjoy it <laughs> amazingly while it's going on, but you know there's MSG in there and you're probably going to regret it at some point and lose interest. <laughs> and that's kind of exactly what's happened, right? MSG, yeah. Fun. Like you go crazy over the spring rolls, right? And you just and it, and you just go, mate, I'm going to smash this, these Honey King prawns and all this sort of stuff. And then at the end of it, you just realize actually it wasn't you that good. ordered a full in, buffet at the start actually, of the yeah, meal. It wasn't that good in the first place. And in the end, you feel unfulfilled and still hungry. Linsanity. Hmm. <laughs> That's my definition of Linsanity. Anyway, I mean, what not I've like done that, is not just like basically reduce...
1: Gonna... I've just brought racism <laughs> totally back into that. I understand that. It's not like Linsanity is going to be short of options. He does have a Harvard degree. <laughs> yeah, he
0: does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I, I get what people are saying and what Mitchie was saying, right? like I mean, ang- his anxiety might be slightly different to the... Single mother who's not sure where the next meal's coming from. I get that, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. But you know, like I mean, there's social problems everywhere, right? I mean, there's fucking racists everywhere. You probably should look
1: at those people <laughs> first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moving right along, <laughs> so,
0: uh, we'd still it's NBA or Boomers. No,
1: no, oh, no. well, uh, we'll we'll get to the Boomers soon. Nah, screw it. Let's do it now.
0: No, let's talk about... First, I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard oh, and yes. where he did go, right? Let's yes. follow that narrative for a little bit. So, Kawhi Leonard went to LA and he convinced Paul George to go. Around the panel here, boys, should should a player be able to recruit another player? Because aren't there anti-tampering
1: laws? Is no. it really tampering now? Like...
2: No, no, those, I think those anti-tampering is for teams not to talk. If you're going out with a buddy to Carbo... And all of a sudden, you rock up on the same team. Prove it. Which
0: See, it's hard to hard to prove, right? The thing
1: yeah. is, the Thunder, who had at the time the rights to Paul George, didn't have to do anything. They had George under contract for another four years. Yeah. So, you know, he, he may have gone, you know, how many trade requests over the years are uh, knocked back? Mm. You know? Um, yeah,
0: probably the only ones that you ever hear about are the ones that get carried through on, really, isn't it? There's not... It's not too often where people go, I made a trade request and I've been here for the last five years, right? Like, in the end, they ship you Kobe Bryant,
1: in 2008, made a trade request for the Lakers for him to trade him. They almost had a deal done with the Chicago Bulls. And then he also threatened to leave him as a free agent to sign with the Clippers. Um, Those never happened, but, you know, so teams obviously have the rights to refuse that. Um, Now, I actually think that um, the Thunder trading George was a precursor for them to justify trading Russell Westbrook away. You reckon they just
0: wanted to get rid of Westbrook, so they were kind of happy to blow it all up?
1: Yes. So in order, in order to facilitate that, I think getting trading away George made it far easier to then uh, move Westbrook on.
0: The Clippers weren't fucking around with what they gave Oklahoma City for no him. That was a haul. Well.
3: But you see, they, they weren't just giving it up for Paul George because they don't get Kawhi if they don't get Paul George. Yeah, that's so right. In essence, they gave yeah. all that up for and Kawhi and George.
0: And you you'd probably do that, wouldn't you?
3: And the Thunder were just in the right spot.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: But uh in true Kawhi fashion, he he doesn't do things uh following the status quo. No. He's only really signed a 2-year contract plus a player option, so he's he's basically uh, the the Clippers have leveraged or mortgaged a pretty massive um, you know, um Hall here on, on maybe only two years. And if it doesn't go right for him in the two years, mm. he may walk and go elsewhere.
0: Yep, and they'll be the Clippers again. And it doesn't matter how much money Boomer throws into a, Steve Boomer or whatever throws into a new arena, they'll still be the Clippers.
1: But i I got to say, the Clippers have been mired in this, you know, the basement of the NBA for, you know, I guess since their inception, um, you know, from Buffalo to San Diego, now LA, um, they've had a, a bit of a jerk of, a, of an owner for for a long time. Who then was got bought out, a forced b- buyout by the NBA. Uh, you had this Ballmer guy who was a co-founder of Microsoft, one of the world's richest men, um, buying f- you know overpaid massively two billion for a team only worth <laughs> five hundred million.
0: Um, how much money you must have to pay two billion dollars for a sports team
1: in cash? Fuck me. Um, but, yeah, now, you know, I, I guess if, if you're Kawhi, you know, why would you want to go there to a, an owner that has a vision and, and, and a belief and gets amped? And, I mean, if anyone's seen plans for their new uh, arena that they want to build, it looks pretty spectacular. Pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Location, location. Let's not beat <laughs> around the bush. LA in general is a pretty – it's a whole. Real estate be cheap <laughs> as well.
3: Yeah.
0: So, he's was the Paul George-Kawhi um, Leonard combo – is that the biggest signing in the NBA free agency period? Like, what what do you think will change a team's fortunes any more than that? Because the Clippers weren't shit. Like, no, I like mean, historically they've been bad, but this last like they were on the cusp. Like they were pretty good. Yeah, they player, a playoff the,
1: team. Pushed the Warriors to six. You know, I, I think not having to give up their two best players mm. in order to get two great players. Mm. Now they've got a, a solid four. Yeah, solid four. Um. Deservedly, they'll, they'll go in as favourites. You know, mm-hmm. They obviously have to put it together. Yep. Um, I think ultimately, you know, and what happened to the Warriors is, is case in point. You can have all the talent in the world, but you need those guys in those last few games of the year. Yeah. So the, the thing, you know, with the Clippers is it looks great on paper and they've signed two guys that seemingly fit well together and they'll mm-hmm. be uh, a bit of defensive menace. Um, maybe one of the best defensive teams ever. But... Paul George has one shoulder. He's got one one dodgy one. And Kawhi Leonard isn't without his injury issues over the years. He played hurt in the finals and the playoffs. Yeah,
0: and they managed him through the season too, the Raptors. That's right.
1: So I think the the biggest thing the Clippers will have to uh, deal with is the new buzzword in the NBA, load management. And Mm. it's not... Um, you know, it's not what you'd think, <laughs> easy, load m- easy managing your load. It's to do with
0: the workload these
1: players put themselves through. Um, and I guess for our <laughs> trip, Mitchie, we have the benefit of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mitchie and I have like the benefit of going to watch there. some games early in the season, so load management won't be such an issue, but... For anyone that does a holiday to the states, maybe around five blokes
0: travelling through the United States on their own, load management in those shared <laughs> hotel rooms will be a big issue. Let me tell well, you right now, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to be sharing the bathroom. <laughs> oh, different type what. of load management. A couple of nervous nights there for the cleaners.
2: Again, we'll yeah. uh, bring it back. And uh, what, oh, well, about, let's what about the other l a
1: Yeah, well, it's good so I was about no, to mention the same thing.
2: No, still at the stay at the Staples Center, but. Is that another basket case season this year?
1: No, or no, no. I, I actually think these guys will win the championship. Um, I was... Uh, the the, when, when, we, when we did the uh, NBA Finals podcast at Your Place, Macca, you I said to the Lakers will go into the season as favourites and they'll have Anthony Davis. You laughed at me. You laughed at me a few other things about the NBA. We'll get to soon. <laughs> um, but Davis made his way to the Lakers. Um, his agent made it happen. Um, now, they... Don't have as deeper team um, as the Clippers, but I think their top end talent is uh, definitely better than the Clippers. Not by much, but definitely better.
3: I my only regret is that long time listener Duffy's not here to share this conversation with us. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but um, he has very strong opinions on on LeBron. Um, I I I think they'll be really good to be honest with you this year. Um, Ad basically played half a year last year yeah and so he's yeah he did didn't he he's just rested up as they get and last time he played properly so to speak he's one of the best players in the league yeah that's right and he will be again um likewise with lebron he's never had this much rest Mm. he barely played from yeah he's barely played this calendar year Mm. um and yeah apart from shooting Space Jam, he hasn't really done much in the off-season either, so he's... Late night with the
2: loony tunes. Yeah, ready yeah. to roll.
1: Yeah, they do party pretty bad, Bugs and the Boys. LeBron's most exciting uh, off-season is every Tuesday where he does his Taco Tuesday Instagram post.
0: Yeah, that's getting really annoying, actually. Well, it's just not really because...
1: Yeah. I don't
2: The the thing I find most annoying about his posts is when he just sits there and nods along to rap music. <laughs> no. I don't get that. But you,
1: you know what? You don't, you don't annoy me even more. When you got players that aren't even nowhere near him do the same thing, and it's like, mate, this just, just get original.
2: Maybe they were the first to do it, and he copied them. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Potentially. Anyway, Maybe so so we got the Lakers. They have. Well,
0: what about this? So let me ask you this question, Streety. What's the better pairing in the NBA now? What's the best pairing in the NBA? And let me give you a couple, right? Okay. So Kyrie, and KD. Not this year. Right. Well, yeah. Is that a better combination than Paul George and um, and Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Is that a better combination than <laughs> LeBron James and Anthony Davis? No. Is it a better combination than Ben Simmons and Joe Embiid?
1: Yeah. What, Kyrie and KD? Yeah. Easily. Kyrie yeah. and KD are the second best combo.
0: And so what's the best one? LeBron Kawhi? and AD. LeBron and AD. Yep.
1: Jesus.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know. And I, not with not the way that Kyrie has played the last year. He just single handedly destroyed the Celtics because because he wanted it to be about him. Like that team was on the cusp of making the NBA finals, and then he just made him a basket case.
1: They should have made the finals. I mean, they.
0: And they, you're talking about a similar team that he's gone to in Brooklyn with young guys. They're fairly influential, which is exactly what he had in at in, in, uh, the Celtics. And he got the shits because they weren't more experienced and didn't know what to do. Well, I think that's your role to teach them, Kyrie. I don't know if
1: this will ever be reported on or it'll be danced around, but I think Boston's problems this last season were more to do with Gordon Haywood and the coach and less to do with Kyrie. And I think there was some division within that team um, – And it may have to do with, you know, a lot of other things, not with basketball, but I think that affects... What are you referring to?
0: I don't understand. Uh, Well... Race? Most definitely. So Kyrie had the shits because Gordon Haywood, the white guy, was the favourite of the white coach. Is that what you're saying? That, That has something to do with it, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh,
1: okay. I mean, the coach and Hayward have history. They were, you know, he was his college coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hayward Definitely. was nursed through that. And he had a pretty major injury. Yeah. Um, he his leg was hanging off. The, the playing group felt that he um, shouldn't have received a lot of the minutes um, <laughs> that he th- that he got, mm. uh, and that caused some some problems. Um, it'll be an interesting book if it if it's ever written about that Celtic season. Um, put it that way. You
3: might be onto something there. Um. You might find on YouTube or whatnot, um, Marcus Smart was on the Jump, the show, just the other day, and he was pretty brutally honest, actually. It was really good, and he, he kind of didn't, didn't mention names, but he kind of said that a few of the players within the group, he said team morale was rubbish. Mm. Um, he said the few of the players in the group, they'd always been the guys growing up through high school, college, whatnot, who had the ball. Mm. They're the guys with the ball, and they were told, that's not you, and they didn't take it well. Um and yeah, so there was definitely issues there.
0: Yeah. Pretty common now, anal- like pretty common problem, isn't it? Right at that particular point in time.
1: It's interesting. The coach um, came in and he was, you know, touted as a uh, almost a basketball savant, a bit of a genius, and you know, a a great up and coming coach. And I think it's fair to say that he hasn't necessarily lived up to expectations. Um, and I, th- I think maybe did I write the year
0: before taking that team to the Eastern Conference finals though like
1: yeah he did, but uh, you know that the roster construct was a lot different. there was NBA
0: basketball these days is all about ego and player management. Absolutely. Like, that's in my opinion, right? So so you can be you definitely need to be an x, x and Os coach. but when when you see the size of an NBA coaching staff, right, if you're not a very good ex and Os coach, but you're a fantastic player or people manager. I think you're going to be a success because if you don't have somebody within that group that's behind you that can do the X's and O's stuff, well, you probably haven't hired correctly. You know I, what I mean? Like, like in the end, I feel like you can close that gap pretty easily. But closing a player-manager gap, which might be what Brad Stevens is struggling with, mm. trying to actually manage the personalities. Absolutely. Eric Spolstra. I think mm. you
1: probably find there's, there's probably maybe six to eight really, really good X's and O's, like quality coaches uh in the league uh, and there's a lot of ex-players that coach mm. um a, lo- a lot of those coaches are respected by players because they've played mm. i think a lot of coaches run into their demise at the end of a tenure um especially if they haven't played where they're they, they lose the respect of the playing group quicker if they haven't played or weren't a very good player um but yeah you're right i, I think uh the staff is so big now. The game is, you know, over analyzed a lot. Um, right. It's getting towards like NFL sort of analysis
0: levels. Yeah, that's right. Analytic,
1: a- analytics driven, mm. um, and as a result, you know, um, almost robotic in some some fashions. And players struggle with that personality management side of things. So same as coaches.
0: Yeah. Someone, I just I don't know why, but when you were talking about that, what popped into my head was, uh, uh Jokic. The footage of Jokic that someone posted in our message. Oh, that was me. About where he was Where the hell was he? He was dancing shirtless in a field somewhere.
1: No, it, it was like? a nightclub in Europe somewhere. Probably yeah. in his, his native Serbia. Yeah. Reminded me of one of my our dear friends, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> dancing shirtless in European nightclubs. Yeah. And he's about yeah. six five. Jokic is seven foot, so yeah. you know, so I so kind saw of that. Stood and out. Old Jokic I was like, with I, his head
0: like had to fold. Like, had to... Um, Bendy's head because he wouldn't fit in.
1: Yeah, for the night. I, I watched that clip and I was like, I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to
0: Jazzy. Like, it looks like the NBA offseason is is in full swing. Players enjoying themselves across the world, right? Like, which is fantastic. So
1: who, who we got, Mitchy? Some other big movers and shakers. Um, we've got Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn. the f- The funny thing with that is he actually never even notified the Brooklyn. GM that he was going there. He just said, I'm going there. And they're like, oh, cool. They
0: found out on his Instagram page that he was going to go.
1: I guess when you're Kevin Durant, anyone's going to take you regardless. Yeah,
0: well, he would probably say, well, maybe you should follow my Instagram page.
1: So, uh, Mitchie's compiled a top five moves. Um, And I'm just going to get Mitchie to share some of his thoughts on that. So, take it away. Here's the mic.
3: Yeah, we've gone through the Clippers and the Lakers. I thought they were obviously big winners. Um, The Nets, obviously. Um, I think the Jazz have done really well for themselves quietly, Um, you know, picked up Mike Conley, picked up Bogdanovich and a few other little pieces there. I think they'll be solid, if not top of the West, they're bloody close. Um, Smoke and Joe will have a
0: good year. Yeah, Jingles will be sitting
1: in the corner somewhere.
0: Smoke and Joe Ingles.
1: Here's a question. So, with Bogdanovich, the Croatian Joe Ingles um, coming on board, how do you think that'll affect Ingles' role? Or do you just think they'll have two floor spaces either side and a... You know, a two-guard and a point guard. Yeah. I mean, if they go... So a lineup you could have Rudy Gobert, centre, Bogdanovich at your four, Engles three, Conley and uh, Donovan Mitchell as your backcourt. It's a pretty good team. Um, or do you foresee perhaps Joe Engles going back to the bench in a six-man role and maybe going out as a uh, six-man of the year favourite or a contender? I think he, he's,
3: like, he's too important to that team, I think. Like, he, he just, he's got a cool head. He he can run the the point if he needs to. He can shoot. Um, I, I think he'll stay in the starting line. Up. I think probably Bogdanovich might come off the bench. He's a bit of a scorer off the bench for him. Um, Does he Joe be, get
0: another contract? He'd have to be pretty close to being a free agent, wouldn't he? He'd be
3: last year, last year maybe. Mm. Yeah, he's got 50-something on that contract, so he's going on. So up.
0: you reckon he'll get another one?
3: Yeah, I think he'll play somewhere.
0: Yeah. Might not get 50 million bucks. Probably get
3: a loyalty one out of the Jazz, Mm. I reckon. Or he'll just come home.
0: Yeah. Play for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. He might. He might. Yeah, that's true. Um, Who else
3: did I have here? Philly. Philly did pretty bloody well.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Philadelphia. So they obviously lost Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He went
1: to Miami. So Philly is the number one um, sort of target on our sporting trip. We hope we can catch a six-game or two. Fingers crossed the schedule is friendly. Um, but, yeah, it looked like their off-season was uh, gone to the shit when um, Jimmy Butler decided to leave. Uh, and then probably the biggest surprise was Reddick leaving. Mm. Now, Reddick is a bit of a talisman in the sense that uh, wherever he goes, he, he's never missed the playoffs.
0: JJ. So, yep. You
1: know why? Because he went to Duke. Smart smart guy. Mm like Jeremy Lin. Yeah, smart that's right. Guy.
0: Yeah. Um, Old spring roll.
1: So that yeah, the, the the Sixers actually recovered quite well. Um do you think they'll be a better team It doesn't appear at face value that they're a better team on paper, but I think continuity-wise one less alpha and two more cogs probably I think fits that team better with the guys they got.
0: Yeah, I think that actually they'll be a more balanced team. I think actually I I feel like what happened with the the seventy and I may be wrong here. I feel like they got impatient with the process mm-hmm. because actually I feel like they had a really good balance the year before last um, with some of the European guys that they'd signed, and then and then what happened is I think actually some guys came on the market, and their management or their owners probably went, you know what we want this to happen, fucking now, and so they went after Tobias Harris and they went after Jimmy Butler. But in the end, what they probably figured out in the very short period of time that those guys all played together, Jimmy's a dick. Yeah, and it doesn't really balance out, right? Like you can only have one dick, and you've probably got Joel like Embiid. beat. I don't know, like I don't maybe, or maybe it's Ben Simmons. I don't know, but like you know, but in the end, like I feel like they'll be much better balanced team, and they'll get back to that, which will be a, a big help for them.
3: I think the probably the biggest move they made, which I think kind of people looking at the wrong way. Is Al Horford, like um, yeah, love everyone. Everyone's like, oh, why are they paying a thirty-three-year-old, hundred mil? There's two guys in the league that can guard and beat him, Mm. and Mark Gasol. Yeah, yeah. So they bought their biggest problem. Yeah. So he plays on their team, so they've kind of eliminated that problem, and they get a decent player as well. Like, just it makes sense,
0: you know. Mm. Nugget is over here. He's just pointed out to me. Probably one of the more underrated signings of of the pre period. Detroit it was a trade, right? Detroit Pistons got Tony Snell and the thirtieth overall pick, and the Milwaukee Bucks got John Lua Now, anyway, good luck to those two teams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it must be Belinda Snell's husband. So good on you, Belinda, for yep.
1: getting your husband a gig in the Tony you know. Snell is not white.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: he's a black guy. The white guy's name. Yeah, that's right. I don't know who
0: John Lua is. I don't know if he's white or
1: black. No, he's a white guy. Yeah, he sounds
0: like a white guy. Shout out,
2: John. Uh, One that I wanted to bring up was was. uh, for keeping the Aussies going, but Aaron Baines. Didn't he get uh, shafted? (laughs) See see you later.
1: He got royally shafted to the bright future Phoenix Suns, (laughs) who are really shit.
2: Rebuilding since 94.
1: Yeah.
0: If Ingalls is going to get another contract, there's no way Baines is getting another one.
1: I think I think Baines in in some ways would be happy to go to a warm weather client uh, climate, and I also know that Bainesy loves his his meat eater, so he, he he loves his grill food. So, so he, he does yeah, too. so I think he'll he'll really enjoy that spicy sort of meat Mexican scene yeah. down in Duck in, Duck in that, Tuesday. yeah Duck out Tuesday, going to all the sort of you know beef grill houses and stuff in Arizona. I think yeah. he'll, he'll do quite well there. One, one underrated signing, you know, the Boston Celtics fans of old are going to love the Celtics for signing Kemba Walker because they can start re-wearing their old Antoine Walker number eight jerseys <laughs> and <laughs> not have to buy the new Kemba jerseys. And big tight asses.
0: So let me bring up then the elephant in the room, Zion Williamson, because he's about the size of an elephant at the moment. He's massive. He's got to get in shape. Now... What is also huge about Zion Williamson is his shoe deal. So the biggest I want to get on the front foot here. <laughs> this is why I wanted to bring it up before you did. So you and I had a bet, Streety, and the bet was you said Zion was going to get the largest rookie shoe deal ever. It was going to eclipse LeBron James's shoe deal.
1: I said the largest rookie shoe deal ever. Yes, Yeah,
0: that's right. Now, do you think you won that bet or do you think you lost that bet?
1: Okay, it's been reported. Numerous sources, even Adrian Wojnarowski, who is the Don, you know, yeah. he, he's he, he's reported it as fact. It's been reported no. across a number of num, number of newswires that Zion has signed the largest rookie shoe deal. I ever. know
0: that's what it says, Mitch. And I know that's what you're holding EV up over ER. there, right? You Mitch. is holding up information that it. I'm going to read this
1: me. verbatim. No, you don't have to
0: read it verbatim. Zion shoe know.
1: deal, richest ever rookie. New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson's shooter with Jordan Brand is the largest ever for an NBA rookie in terms of annual pay, ESPN reported Wednesday. ESPN reported the deal, which Williamson announced Tuesday on social media. It's a 5-year deal.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's the largest like so he gets the most per year. That's what it says, right? The largest annual per like is is that what it says? Let's say, read that terminology again. In terms of per annual pay, right? Your comment was that he was going to get more money than LeBron in total, right?
1: I have to go. We have to go listen to that again. So
0: the thing is, is that the terminology you used,
1: you're now trying to change. I said his deal could could eclipse $100 total.
0: You said that he would get more than LeBron. Per
1: year. Which is mean, the last rookie shoe deal ever?
0: Year. You said in total.
2: Well, uh, it depends on where you go, really. I um, I always go to news.com and, of course, uh, <laughs> Ben, ben Golliver, <laughs> ben, ben as he reports extraordinary shoe deal, yada, 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 uh, 75 million. It's the biggest rookie shoe deal endorsement signed in the NBA since LeBron James signed with Nike for 87 million.
1: Oh, let's roll the tape back. <laughs> so So you don't think there's going to be bonuses attached to this? Because I think mo- monetary wise that that 5-year reported deal will will eclipse LeBron's what what he earned from that first shoe deal. So he he'll he'll beat it. But
0: but that's not what you
1: said. I you said know. he would get the largest rookie shoe deal ever he has.
0: No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's got the largest rookie shoe deal on an annual basis. But if you're comparing apples with apples, then you need to understand that in total, it's, you base it on total number, right? And the total numbers that are reported are that LeBron got 95 or 90 and and Zion got 75 or 70 or something. All right.
1: Okay. Listen, uh, I think we're uh, almost at a stalemate here. No, oh, well, there's no, the only I, thing
0: stale that, about it is your opinion.
1: Well, no, no, no! I, I, are You rubbish me. Load management. You, you even said that I wouldn't even get close when, when I first raised this point.
0: Yeah, well, fifteen million dollars gap is not close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, listen. We, we, we'll bring it back. The, and, and speaking of the uh, true value of the contract, probably won't be known for five years. And I can bet your bottom dollar that there will be it'll be incentive laden. So there'll be a base number plus. You know, making playoffs. You know, selling. You know, hitting sales targets. So I fully expect that figure after five years will, in fact, exceed what LeBron earned on his first shoe deal. Well, I'm not which, taking any which more Which would bets make you right twice because you
2: never follow through with them. <laughs> and tune in f- on uh, episode 100 in five years' time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, rate we're going, when, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, yeah find out then. But spe- speaking of, let's uh, talk
1: about the losers of the free agent period. Nugget, Whoa, the losers. <laughs> where do you start? Oh, I know where to start.
2: the the the, 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 the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks. Is yeah, always
0: yeah, Everything went a bit wrong for the. Everything went a bit wrong for the Knicks this off season, didn't it? It was a bit rough. I think it's, it's got to be their owner, array. People just don't want to work um, work with yep. him, play for him. I you think you might opposite. be right, Mitchie. I think actually the history that he comes with from a racism perspective and the way that he has probably mismanaged that team, if, I think people kind of go, fuck him. Why would you play for him? Like, we
1: are in, in the Player Empowerment League. And we were, earlier on tonight, we were talking about, you know, uh, players having a platform and a voice. And, mm. you know, like they, they don't want to play for a, a, an angry Jewish white millionaire guy, billionaire for that matter. Um, you know, where the, where the options are a far more progressive, um, exciting, you know, franchise. Do you think it's the, also the that one in Brooklyn?
0: New York's a great place to visit. It would be a tough place to live, but...
1: Yeah. And the, the other thing a lot of people don't realize about the Knicks is, whilst they might play in the middle of Manhattan, the training facility is about an hour and 15-minute drive. Is it? Yeah. It's in yeah, a place right. called Westchester, which is on the outskirts of the city, yeah, right. where the Brooklyn Nets have their facility right in the thick of it, in a, in a converted warehouse yeah, okay. in Brooklyn. So, yeah. you know, that you can actually walk from their practice facility... To the arena. To the arena. Oh, right. So there's, you know, a lot of development along those yards, plays by apartments, and it's, yeah. a, you know... and They live,
0: work, and train, like, they live, play, and train pretty yeah. close to there, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. yeah a
3: area in New York at the moment, you know?
0: Like, yeah.
3: Brooklyn as a whole is mm. kind of
0: like the up-and-coming, you know... Jay-Z sings about it, so...
1: I I visited there 3 years ago and it was uh, it was pretty cool it was it was, it was plenty going on so it Was there yeah right. Yep. yeah mm. Yeah So um, the Knicks are
0: the, w- probably the biggest loser they they're down the bottom they're the cushion for everybody For me
3: for me they're equal last with Charlotte the Hornets Oh yeah Jordan I mean
0: you what know, is Charlotte Hornets yeah
3: They like he's a tight ass that guy I yeah. mean he's got the m- more money than any of us will ever even think about seeing in our whole lives. But, like, the way he he owns a team and, and runs them financially, they'll never win like no. that. Like, he's he's renowned for never... And he's been on record for saying that he'll never pay the luxury tax and, and things like that. And he, he makes ridiculous moves to, to avoid paying taxes. And, yeah, you know what? Kemba Walker's probably not worth the supermax. Mm. He's probably not. But... Apparently, by all reports, they lowballed him, and, and I mean, and look where they are now. Yep, they've got nothing. No. like who's their best player? Yeah, Miles Bridges. Yeah, like
0: they're in some trouble, aren't I'll they? I'll
1: tell you who their best player should be: Carmelo Anthony, the guy, the, the guy without it. He's got no team. And will
0: he? Would you sign him? Would you? Would you? Would he? Is he a okay. free agent option for anybody, or is he? Is he done?
1: I I don't think he's done yet. And and so a, my take on this is. You know, he came out the other day, and, you know, his trainer came out and said he's better than 60% of the league. And, and maybe that's not the case. Can um, he certainly play at NBA level? Absolutely. Um, 29 of the 30 teams have one guy on their roster that you would probably go and watch, you know. Mm. But when the Hornets roll into town, you're like, this guy's got no one. Mm. I might go, you know, go to the pub and, you know, watch the MLS or something else. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte doesn't have a draw. Um, draw draw card, player. draw card player. Now, Kamalo Anthony is a Jordan brand sponsored athlete. Yep. Um, you know, he's kind of said he wants his farewell tour. Um, I don't understand but, why, they, why they wouldn't sign but his him. his
0: trainer might have said that he's better than 60% of the league, but is he prepared to play at that? At that level on his team, right? Like, so is he prepared to play as the sixth man or something like well, that? That 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 team's going to stink. So it I think forty percent like, of your team is your starting five. Like that
1: team's going to stink the Hornets. So I think it's a perfect match. Mm. You know, like you people can ha- c- come and watch Mello. You know, he's a, you know, he will go down as a hall of famer. An all-time great scorer yada yada yada. You know, he plays on one, one side of the ball, but you know, people will turn up to watch him try and score thirty.
3: Yeah. Um, and, and that's the reason why. It- Opinion. He hasn't been picked up, like a former teammate, and you know seems like a pretty straight up kind of guy. Chauncey Billups said a couple of months ago, he's more worried about scoring thirty points than he is about winning basketball games. Yep, and you know he doesn't try and d. He he's just all about scoring. You know, Hornets have got nothing else. Why
0: not? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, give it a crack.
1: And for Melo, they've always said, oh, he'll you know he, he'll go through his career without winning. Well, let's not forget he he won a college championship. Yeah, by himself
0: yep. for Syracuse. Hakeem Warwick was pretty big in that. Jerry yep. McNamara was pretty big. He Egg- only had nobody.
1: Oh, didn't have nobody. But he he was yeah. a freshman. And he won an NCAA title. So yeah, he's yeah. also won three or four Olympic gold medals. And yeah, you know, yeah. so he's, he's he's not like he hasn't won one. Yeah, um, he's he's, he's got a few medals. Mm. He's, he's got some accolades. Yeah. Um, but I guess for him it's about ego and you know yeah and some old knees. But definitely there's a place for him in the league if. You know, if if Jeremy Lincoln could get a start last year, (laughs) Melo can get a start somewhere.
0: (laughs) If if someone's taking Jeremy Lin, you might as well take Carmelo Anthony. What about the
1: Warriors? What's Uh, our uh, thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? Do you think... I kind of think people are writing them off a bit. Yeah. I I don't think they'll win a championship, but I still think they'll be a good team. And I actually wouldn't be surprised, and I, I wouldn't be afraid to slap a 10 or 20 bucks on Steph Curry to win MVP next season. See, yeah... What do you think, Nugget? Uh,
2: one of the worries in particular uh, Nugget Grady was, uh, Iguodala, he got shafted, I reckon, yeah. in that they've just shipped him off to Memphis, was it? it was yeah, and uh, showed him no love whatsoever. Well, it was interesting that later.
1: he came out and did a series of media interviews after he announced his book release. Um, and some of the stuff he said, he was kind of, you know, like saying, you know, they... Because the, the, it just kind of goes back to Durant's Achilles injury, and you know, should he, shouldn't he have played? And was he injured? Was he, was he was his injury underreported, not reported correctly, etc. After the season had finished, he come out in a radio uh, piece and was saying, um, "You know, i I had a fracture in my leg, but the team was reporting it as something else, and they wanted me to play, and they pushed me to play." KD's it, come out and said that I didn't hear no, that. No, no. Oh. Oh, Iguodala, Iguodala said that, said that. Uh, oh, but apparently he was informed right. a few days before that that we're going to trade you. So he kind of knew that he was on the way out, so he just kind of dropped the... He just went, it, he, he, dropped, just he kick, dropped the truth bombs on him. Kick it now. Um, the whole sort of KD injury thing's, you know, gone a little bit quiet now, and, you know, maybe maybe we no, won't know the full story, but uh, the score thought is he was... Mm. It He too, his injury too, was understated or not quite reported correctly.
0: Yep. And
2: uh, who knew snakes had ligaments, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, oh.
0: Well, I don't think... Like, if you talk about... How do you think the Warriors are going to go? I think they are actually being underestimated because the thing is, is that now, like, yeah, they've lost KD. I get that. And he was their best player, absolutely, without without a shadow of a doubt. But they still have a pretty lethal pairing, if not a pretty lethal trio in Thompson, Curry and Green. Yeah, but, but I, like, I still feel like they'll be competitive, right? So next year, they probably won't be.
1: Let's not forget. That's probably fair. Next year, they
0: probably won't be. But after that, I I can still see him being fairly competitive.
1: They did get D'Angelo Russell, all-star, 23-year-old.
0: Yep, true.
2: Um, Yeah, it's kind of bad. do, Do they keep him past this year?
1: I think he'll be there definitely until Clay Thompson comes, and if that coincides with the trade deadline... I guess they'll have to see how he's playing and and how Clay's recovery has gone. But and he, if you lose
0: Green, isn't Green a free agent next year? So if yeah. you lose Green, then D'Angelo Russell's a pretty decent. Not he's not Green as a player, but he's still another star. He trade
1: he, he's tw- tw- 22, 23. 23. So you, you mean the Warriors were smart in in executing a sign and trade with Brooklyn, as opposed to as as opposed to losing KD for nothing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they knew that the Nets were going to sign Curry. So, D'Angelo yeah. was going somewhere. So, the, the, you know, the, the Warriors, to their credit, were smart enough to, to get involved and thought, well, you know, we'll, we'll get an asset back and they do a sign and trade. Yeah, absolutely. So, they've yeah. got that chip up their sleeve, which they can play, yep. which they will. And I kind of think that he'll, he'll work quite well with Steph Curry, both playing on the ball and then off the ball. Both mm. are creators. Both can pass. Um, so, they'll probably lose a bit on the defensive side of the things. yeah. Um but you know I think the Warriors still are, are good enough to win 45 to 50 games mm. uh be sort of you know in the a, f- a 5 6 seed in the west um you know and and anything can happen come the playoffs but yeah curry as a smokey for mvp if he's paying sort of six bucks and up he's he's worth a flutter
2: and oh we spoke yay, about, yay. Uh, we spoke before <laughs> what, the, what was that uh we spoke before about the oh ball dominant players and so on and let's go down to Houston Ooh. this is, my
1: next question. This, <laughs> is the, this is the all time the Rockets are the all time science experiment let's go Mitchie what do you got
0: just before you start Mitchie I'm just going to say the Rockets are like the Knicks like from yes. the 90s like you know just hapless this off season this Rockets off season has brought me so much joy so much joy <laughs> because your brother's
3: a Rockets fan well yeah that's part of it that's a big part of
2: it. That you got the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the other Texans, yeah.
3: um, I don't think that there is a fan base with such a hatred of a player than the Rockets with Russell Westbrook <laughs> because he took the MVP from Harden that yeah. year, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they've always bagged him. They've always, you know, he's overrated, He stat stuffs, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is true. Yeah. Now they have him. It's amazing. <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, got there just desserts. Yeah, right? yeah but fine. yeah, look, you know, honesty, I, I don't know how it works. I honestly, don't. I don't think it does work. I think they'll win a lot of games in the regular season. I think they'll win a lot, but I think in the playoffs they're just gonna fall apart because they just, I just don't, I just don't see it working.
0: I cannot see how those two players who are so ball dominant can can again share a. a I thought there was a reason why they split up when they used to play for Oklahoma City, right? Like, because they... Yeah, but I still think that the players probably would have, you know, recognised there probably was no future in
1: that. Yeah, I think eventually they that, that three... I mean, no one could have predicted Harden becoming what he became. Mm. And he certainly would have done that if he had stayed. And, you know, the Thunder may have won a championship, but ultimately, you know, those three pieces eventually... One, one will always go, and we've seen that. Um, I think I think now the league is sort of going back to that two superstar, maybe a sub all star role player model. Uh, and as a whole, the leagues, you know, there's probably six or eight teams that you know really could could wind up in the finals um, this next season, which is exciting. Um, Where
0: did Chris Paul end up?
1: He's with the Thunder for now. For now, for now. but they can't trade him because no one wants him, and he's oh, shit. because. Basically, yeah, does make a lot of money, huh? 40, 40% of the league were free agents and 40% of the league signed free agent deals, which means that 40% of the league can't be traded until December. Mm. So for the Thunder that wants, you know, if they want to look to move Chris Paul on because he's got a horrendous contract, they're only really choosing from half the league. So the offers that they're going to get now won't be anywhere near as good as you know offers later in the year. And, and we've seen you know from all the movement going on that um, all it takes is an injury to a rival team, you know, and then suddenly Chris Paul's stock rises and then a team might be willing to give up more come February or December than what they would now because they realise, hey, we could probably get this guy and he might be that one bit we need to get over the hump. Yeah. But the league's wide so, so wide open.
2: So with all this craziness with the free agency and things like that, how long do you think they either make a change? Because obviously the any tampering laws are a bit of a joke. Realistically nowadays, a contract means nothing. You can move it on. Um, we spoke about Chris Paul and see. So remember, it wasn't that long ago, was it? The Lakers he was going to, and yes. And David Stern stepped in and said, "Yeah, he stopped it. No way." No, That's right. So, what do you reckon in regards to all this? Man, I mean, it's good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity, is. As long as the police aren't involved, uh, but uh, w- where do you see it going?
1: I do find it a bit sort of ironic that someone like Michael Jordan goes into an owner's meeting, which is supposedly what happened a couple of weeks ago, and and was very sort of um, on the on the front foot about you know player tampering and that it's wrong and you know they're, they're affecting this and that and so forth. But you know, um, in in the in the blink of an eye, an owner or or a GM or whatever it is can can change a player's life by just trading him on the spot. Mm. Um, And these these players don't necessarily have a choice of where they go. And that's the, you know, the trade off you make for becoming a a millionaire NBA player. You know, if you ask 90% of 99.9% of the guys, they're happy to be in the league and play as long as they're getting paid. They don't really care. Uh, Obviously some have more of a say of where they want to play and and where they go. Um, But, you know, uh, you can't stop players from talking to each other. You can't stop them from, from, from being mates. And you can't stop them from saying, in two years' time, we're going to be for agents, let's try and manipulate it a bit and That's right. play together because we think, we, you know, us, us two together could be, you know, get the right guys around us and then we can win. Um, tampering yeah. happens in every sport. Yeah, Every, absolutely. It's it's and part there's of no it. real
0: sport. there's no real sport where you, they say that they do free agency or like that whole signing period really well. Like the NRL, you know, has that debacle of a player transfer where, you know, and and it may be a situation where if the owners in the NBA, if we get, if you say, if we're talking about the NBA specifically, and we say if the owners like Jordan have a problem with the way the system works, then maybe they have to give up something for it. Like, mm. maybe they have to give up the ability to trade players, right? Like, so, if you want a player to see out their contract, then maybe you've got to give up the right to actually trade them whenever you don't want them. Yeah. Right? Like, well, players and... Players get a, a, you know, a trade option in their contract. Yeah. You,
3: you, you can put together a trade, but if the player vetoes it, I don't want to go and play in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right. You're done.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. I right, so So, come to me with the offer and the player has to approve <laughs> it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: But then on the flip side of that, if the player goes, I don't want to play here anymore. Where does that power fall? Then, well, dude, you can't really. Well, the NRL equivalent put him in reserve grade, yeah. and he's earning one hell of a salary yeah, to right. play against chumps.
1: Well, I think in that situation, um, the, the true value of a trade becomes a trade where the the, the player and the team worked to work together yeah. to you know engage another team to make a trade where, you know, there there's an even sort of transaction of, of talent uh, that, that, that crosses where, you know, like when, when players become a, a contract and it's all about, you know, their, their worth and, and where they fit in a salary cap and how much tax will we or won't we pay if we, if we get this guy, um, then, you know, like it's, it's not about the, the basketball, it's more about the business. Mm. Um, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And do you know what? Like, I really don't. if If you want a free market situation where players can pick and choose teams, which is what I think you should have, you know, whether or not someone gets asked on Tuesday to go to that team or whether they get asked on Wednesday, I think in the end, if you know that, like, you can sit back and go, oh, everybody else is cheating and talking to players early and all that sort of stuff or whatever it is, well, then just go and do it. It like happens. Do it yourself. Like just recognize it and go. Well, you can't really legislate against it because if you move, if you move it back, then everyone just talks earlier. So who cares? Just play. Like just, and, and you probably find the
2: ones that are squealing the most are the ones that are no good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: exactly. You know, like jo- Jordan. Exactly right. It was reported Same's that salary Yeah. You know, before free agency began, that oh well we're not going to offer Kemba the max. Yeah. It's like well that's kind of you know, isn't is that a form of tampering saying yeah. You know, we're not going to sign you, so maybe start looking elsewhere. Yeah. And you know, for players to sign a greater terms to a deal, the second free agency starts. Of course, a deal's in place somewhere. So, mm. it happens. Just get over it, and you know, um, do it. Just you know, do, deal with it. Players collude. Yeah. Players talk.
0: So, what are you looking forward to the most, boys, on your trip overseas in November? It's been a big off season. Why don't you just? Why don't we just go out with a couple of highlights? of what you think is in store for this upcoming NBA season? What does all this mean for on-the-court action?
1: Um, unpredictability, a sense that we're going into a season where no one can definitively say who's going to win. Mm. So there's uh, teams have a lot of expectation. Um, with that said, uh, some teams are open for a lot of disappointment mm-hmm. as well. I, th- I think the fans like that un- unpredictability. And I think fans actually appreciate um, the fact that you're going to have duos instead of, you know, uh, three guys and, you know, who's the third guy who has to give up the most, blah, blah, blah. I think basketball in the NBA works better where you have two guys mm. and then and then the rest of the team surrounding.
3: Yeah, I think the big losers out of all this is sports bet because they sure as shit ain't getting my money. It's <laughs> too unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, like, but um, in all seriousness, yeah, um... I think the unpredictability about the whole thing is, is really good. Like yeah. The last couple of years, we've, everyone's just kind of gone, well, war- it's the Warriors to lose. Yep. And that's just And kinda there's the kind of playing. like
0: two or three top teams that might be able to knock them off, but yeah. ultimately it's going to be a bit of a stretch.
3: It's probably, like if you have a think about it, there's probably six, seven, eight teams that could mm. really win. So I think that's really cool. Um, I think it's good.
0: What about you, know aren't one.
2: Yeah, I'm just... Uh, it, it, I am looking forward to see how these combos will work. Completely agree. Just the two superstars, which w- it has evened up the comp because there's these superstars out there. And these are... We're talking... Well, like you, LeBron and AD and um, George and Leonard and etc. We've got a few. Like, there's probably, what, five or six of these superstars that are together. So I'm intrigued with how they'll actually work. Yeah. Um, the, the Houston one is still hilarious. Yeah. But at the same time, who knows? The, the way Russell Westbrook is, does he turn around and go, I want to beat John Stockton's assist record now. So all he does is give up to Harden all the time. Mm. So, And you get an assist now for literally that, inbounding the ball. <laughs> now mm. you gotta be able to Just in your home court.
0: Before you turn it over though,
2: yeah, thing. well, you know, it, it triple doubles in assists, turnovers. And, uh, <laughs>
0: so I think... Uh, you, I think I'm probably thinking about it the same way, but actually what I'm really looking forward to is seeing which new team doesn't work first. Is it going to be Houston? <laughs> is it going to be something like, like where, when do the wheels fall off for somebody? Oh, like That's what I'm looking forward to the most because, because all of this is all put together on, let's go and sign a star and let's sign as many stars as we possibly can. I would love it to be only because of, it, this is just purely because I think, this was the most manufactured situation, I would love the LeBron James AD relationship not to work. I'd love it if basically AD was like, do you know what? He's an old fuck and he's got nothing and now it annoys me and so (laughs) I need to get KD in here. Can we trade him for KD, please?
1: It's almost becoming um, real life 2K video games. It is, absolutely. Like I think there was like 8 or 13 All-Stars changed teams this year.
0: Yeah, do you know what it was like? So... The league in the last couple of years for the NBA has been like when you start a team in NBA 2K yes. and you turn trade restrictions off and you load your team up with as many ta- with as much talent as you possibly can have, right? And then you smoke everybody. Then you get sick of it and now it's a little bit like when you've turned like computer catch-up on and everything's starting to even back out again, I reckon. <laughs> like everyone's just starting to be mixed and matched everywhere. What, what we
1: haven't touched on and what we're looking forward to is... The Boomers. Yeah, we probably should talk about that yeah, very quickly yeah, before yeah, we yeah. go. So, because that's probably one of the our bo- key, key upcoming points.
0: Boomers U.S. series. A couple of us in this room, no one in this room has tickets. No, not not to uh, the Boomers. You boys are going to see Boomers versus Canada. No, no, no. Uh, USA versus Canada. No, no, no.
1: We're going to see Canada versus
0: the USA. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you boys disappointed that you will not see as many stars as what was promoted? Yes or no.
1: Personally, not really, because we'll be over there in November watching games. Yeah. So we'll get to see stars and we'll be going to games where those guys should be there. Yeah. Um, if I was going to a Boomers game, in, if I'd forked out the money to go watch them in a football stadium, um, I would be slightly annoyed because the ticket prices I would pay for that dwarf what we actually paid. To, to go and watch, you know, a game down in Sydney where we don't have to go as far and, mm. and things like that. Um, I, I actually think the basketball game, Canada and US, will be very competitive. Yeah, I agree. And it'll be a really good game to watch in a proper basketball arena. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I can't wait to watch the Boomers on TV. And I kind of think in a roundabout way, even though all these guys, the, the top-line players from the States aren't coming out, it probably prepares us for the World Championships a bit better. In the sense that, you know, Simmons not there, and we'll probably that'll be the main part of this this next bit we're going to touch on. But uh, I think for the Boomers, you know, getting a good hit out and a confidence boosting hit out, not losing by forty nine points, is a good way to to, to go into our pool games, uh, which we're going to start a few days after this USA game.
2: Yeah, I'm. uh, (laughs) To be honest, I'm not disappointed in that when we. Bought the tickets. I had no idea who was coming out anyway. To be honest, <laughs> didn't didn't even follow it. Never uh, it was want to come to Sydney, USA, Canada, uh, ice hockey, basketball. Let's go. Um, I I did have a bit of a look, and to be honest, my superstar Kimber Walker, UConn, great, is uh, is still <laughs> he's coming. Way, for, so. for, for now, he's still coming, um, and yeah, it's uh, it, you're right in saying if I if I'd forked out three hundred bucks plus flights, plus, plus, plus to go to Melbourne. Well, I think
1: 300 bucks and then some.
2: Oh, well, we're talking nosebleeds for $300. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably be a bit peeved <laughs> then because I obviously would have looked a bit more into who was coming, what president was set. Um, you touched on there on uh, Big Benny uh, d- dropping out uh, due to, <laughs> let's face it, cash, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the, it's a it's funny. I listen to a few podcasts, and the Americans don't absolutely give two shits about the World Cup. Um, no, exactly right. They do not care. Um, they're basically back their players for not one not coming to Australia, but two not playing in it, because their view is it's a waste of time. Because you're playing this World Cup. If you win it, you're automatically into the Olympics. If not, well, for them, they've got to beat a few. Bum teams To make the Olympics You're right
1: It's a good point I, I think um, FIBA um, Is probably held In a lower regard For You know Amongst the American players um, Than What it is around The rest of the world But If this was an Olympic year If this is next year And we're talking about The Tokyo games Then The the USA can have All the top lines Just because The Olympics has, has More of a prestige Than A rebranded Basketball world championships Called a world cup Um you know, um, if you had the choice of, you know, if you're if you're if you're playing for the Boomers and you have a choice, you know, once in your career, you can win Olympic gold medal or you can win a basketball World Cup. What would you choose? Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly, and no doubt.
1: 170
0: million dollars over five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. That like one, the Olympic or the World Cup medal would be great, but I'd choose cash every time.
1: But I mean, if if, as a basketball player, what's more revered, Olympic gold medal or a basketball cup? Yeah, absolutely. Olympic gold medal would
0: be because the World Cup for basketball hasn't yet been established the same way the World Cup for soccer has. That's right. And I think they, I think FIBA made an error in terms of putting them so close together. Like one year after each other, means that the NBA players don't actually want to give uh, give up two off seasons in a row. You know,
1: and there's no other league Um, in the world. There's no other league in the world that that plays eighty two regular season games over six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the travel across country, uh, in, you know, in a ge- geographically large country, plus you've got to say a 25 to 30 game playoff. So, teams that that, that go all the way, you know, if, if healthy guys end up playing 100 games a year.
0: Well, the NHL does the same thing, and uh, Major League Baseball is 182 games a well, year. baseball's not a sport. Yeah, that's true. Well, after the uh, all-in <laughs> all Brawl, the oh, other was day. it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Anyway, that might have to do us for tonight, boys. I think. Uh, I think the. Either way, are the boomers going to win a medal? Whatever happens in the lead-up game, I don't
1: think they will. You don't think to so? To be perfectly honest, if, if we are going to win a medal, we need Ben Simmons in that in, in in that team. Mm. So, we're, we're more likely to win a medal at the Olympics, with Simo playing. Um, than what we are in a world championship. I actually think that uh, I've got some money on a few teams in the field. I've, I've bet on France at 26 bucks, yep, and I've got some money on Serbia as well. I think those two teams, um, or Serbia especially, um, should rightfully be the second favourite. Um, but I think France have a, a quietly... Uh, good roster. Um, mm. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, particularly, you know, they're going to be playing against a weakened USA team and the top French line players might be better than the majority of, you know, um, you know, with the exception of sort of three or four guys, mm. better than the, the majority of the US players. They're, they're third, fourth, fifth stringers. I'm going to
0: make a bold prediction here and say that the Boomers are going to win a medal at the World Cup and because I think right now we will we're we a better side in the World Cup then we will be in the Olympics next year with Ben Simmons playing in his first Olympics and players like Dante Exxon playing potentially in their first Olympics. Um I actually feel like the Boomers team of twenty twenty won't win a medal, but the boomers team of twenty twenty four will win an Olympic
1: medal and I think it will be gold. Whoa. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put this in the Sound Cloud yep. archives somewhere. <laughs> Maka with a big call.
0: That's right. Yep, you heard it here first, boys.
1: So quickly, Maka, your take on the whole Simmons situation pulling out um, of the um, World Championships. Yeah. Obviously, contract-related. I don't think we can argue the fact that Philadelphia put forward a proposal saying, hey, we'll we'll pay you now. We'll give you this deal. Mm. Um, But the proviso is we want you to, you know, reward that good faith yep. by um, staying in the States and working on your jump shot, which is, you know, from an employee's perspective, totally, totally reasonable. Yeah. Um, I think for Ben to accept that is, is reasonable as well. Um, if it was an Olympic situation, it may, may be a bit different because uh, I think he will play in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I also think it made an absolute no sense for him to come out and say, I'll play in the exhibitions mm. um, because that is counterproductive to what the boomers want to do and in their yep. aspirations and particularly with your you know thoughts that they they they, they can meddle will 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 meddle mm. um, so I think it's the the smart heads smarter heads have prevailed uh, it would be obviously nice to see him play with the boomers, but mm. I think um, you know wasn't the right time, considering mm. the amount of money that uh, that was on the line which is now been sealed and delivered
0: yeah absolutely i I definitely think the contract stuff played a huge part. But I think potentially what may have happened, and uh, pure speculation, but I, I suspect actually, the way the free agency period rolled out for the Philadelphia seventy six ers probably played a bigger part in them not wanting Ben to go. Hmm. I, I suspect at the start of the playoff, like the start of the free agency, the end of the playoffs, they were probably quite happy for him to go, and play. But then Kevin but, Durant leaves the Warriors. Well, and 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 everything else that transpired, right? Like hmm. Jimmy Butler leaves they get Al Horford, right? The, they they probably realise they've got a pretty small window to make this whole thing work. Yeah. And and they probably need everybody coming in fresh. You know, it's a new team. They probably want the training camp to be slightly longer. You know, like, we need a gel. We need to get everything sorted. He's playing, I believe, from social media, it looks like Ben's practising a lot with someone like Tobias Harris. You know, they're trying to find a rhythm. They're trying to find a connection. And in the end, like I feel like, probably cooler held to prevail in terms of saying, well, if you definitely want to play in the Olympics, we don't want you playing this off season and next off season, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. pick or choose, and, and uh, I guess also too, you look at uh, look what Toronto did. You know, they they came out of kind of nowhere in, in an off season and got Kawhi and They 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 won it. You know, they're not going to win it next year. He's gone. So teams look look at it now and go, you know what, we can do this. And for the Toronto fan base they're happy with that they're happy with that one championship and ev- any team would be happy to win I'm happy with it I
3: made it feel special so I think the real question um, in regards to that contract is um, and it's only reports at this stage but uh, in that contract are they going to stop Dave Simmons from playing in the Masters Games
0: <laughs> or <laughs> or? <laughs> yeah well
1: who knows like uh, Rich Paul will probably have He'll to have a say. Well, I ain't changing my game. I'm still pulling up from 3. I'm I'm let, I'm, let, I'm letting them rip. <laughs>
0: yeah, look, we we do have our annual masters games tournament coming up. We're a little bit excited. So, anyway.
2: 3, to three they teach your son to do that, mate.
0: Go <laughs> <laughs> get it, Dave. Anyway, if he does, I hope his team turns up with Nike uniforms. So, that's all I hope for.
1: So, Anyway, thanks very much for joining us
0: for episode twenty-eight of Sports and Spit. We'll probably have to call it quits from there.
1: It's about an hour and a half of your life. You yeah. won't get back, but it'll be totally worth it. Hopefully,
0: you'll be driving to Sydney and you the radio will be stuck on play so you don't skip us. So,
1: yep. All right, good talk, boys. Thanks for your time, Mitch well and done, Nugget. Nug. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Um, no doubt the World Cup starts in a couple of weeks, so yeah. there'll be some boomers watch parties going on for sure, and maybe a live commentary just for the hell of it.
0: Yep, let's go get some spring rolls and sit down and watch the championships unravel in China. Let's go Australia.
1: (laughs) We're out. Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. And uh, what have we done? 3 for 85, the uh, Aussies are making a comeback, but yeah, series still over.
0: Yeah. Yep. See you later, China. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Cricket sucks. See you Sun Yang. Fucking idiot. Bye.
1: (laughs)